guys. I'm Bethany. What is up? Dog. What is dog? dog? <laughs> you know, sometimes I walk into Bethany's office and I do that exact same thing. Or when my sister calls me, sup, homie. Um, she does not think it's very funny or entertaining. My sister thinks um, I'm probably one of the world's biggest idiot and I'm not that funny. But here I we mean, are. And I'm Dalton. <laughs> Honkest roundabout way to say your name. Is it though? Ever. I feel like I've done something else. And this is... Looking for the middle. Man, I'm so good. <laughs> oh, welcome back, guys. We are... What What are... We're running here. on fumes. Fr- I can't even fumes. talk. Fumes? <laughs> running on fumes at Y'all, the moment. we're here. We are here. But for how long, we don't know. <laughs> this may be a little bit shorter of an episode. It has been... There's been a lot going on. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> um, but not really talk about it. I was going to say, let's talk, let's talk about it. <laughs> but not talk about it. Yeah. Um, we were this close to re-airing an older episode today because we're just, we're exhausted. Yeah. it's It's been a run of the last few weeks that have run us into the ground. There have been some personal difficulties that have been felt and gone through that I don't think we're going to unpack on this, this episode, but we'll talk about okay. in the future yeah. um, when it's a little less raw. Um, and, and then just uh, some craziness at work. It's It's been a lot. It it's been a been, lot. And, and in yeah. the words of Bethany White, <laughs> we're running on frooms. <laughs> Should I get like a decals made or something? Please don't. Okay. Just t-shirts maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, t-shirts. Maybe a hoodie. Running on frooms. Um, so anyway, yes. Yeah. So all of that to say, uh, I know I did not send out like a newsletter last week. I didn't. It's just been a lot. So I will get to that tomorrow. Um, but we're here. We are here. And so, we're yes. going to do our best to be here. And it definitely is going to be shorter. And I apologize for that now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one phrase that I would give that is not the churchy answer, but a genuine plead is, Pray for us. Yeah. Really, though. Um, so, there's that, no good, like, smooth segue from there's, that. There's we no segue. just leave segue. that alone and, do, pi- and pivot. Do so, some quick housekeeping, and guys, then we can move. <laughs> if you want to join us on Patreon, we are there. It is, uh, I think it's just LFTM or Looking for the Middle. You can search on Patreon. Um, we, I am, we're trying to get ahead, and I can get the content for you earlier. I, anyway. Trying. trying. Keyword. <clears throat> um. Second thing, if you would like to join a community of like-minded ladies on Facebook, you can look for LFTM community there. It's a group of you guys, several hundred of you. Um, You can talk, you can chat. I get in there as much as I can and we can just talk about things. Um, In fact, I was thinking the other day, we are due for a good Zoom call where we can all just hang out for a little while and catch up on life. So be looking for that soon. Uh, Newsletter, I mentioned it before. If you go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, you can sign up for it there and I will make sure we get on, we, I get on sending those out uh, with better consistency. So that is our general housekeeping. Um, You know, sometimes when you go through housekeeping, I I realize how worthless I am in this scenario. (laughs) I do nothing. I get behind a microphone and say words and then walk away, not ever thinking about how does all this stuff get done? Bethany just does it. It's that is wild. a metaphor she, for our working relationship. Okay, not completely, but mostly. Most, mostly. Mostly. You don't have to throw me completely under the bus. Just throw me under one tire. All right? Okay. I'll throw you under one side. Okay. Well, question of the day. I'm worried now because it's your question and I did just throw you under half the bus. You did throw me under half the bus, but I am not going to fire back. Oh, that's so we're nice. We're just going to relate it to where we're at right now. Okay. 
what is uh-huh. your go-to sad girl routine? Oh, I man. have one. Okay. It is to get out of the house. Okay. Go for a drive. Good. Um, and to, I don't know, it depends. Sometimes I listen to sad music because I have a playlist for that. Um, other times that's like too much. Like it just, it becomes a spiral then if I just, it perpetuates, I guess you could say. And so I will listen to an audiobook and just drive, um, not talk to anyone. I just need to like process, decompress, be in my head. Um, because normally I am very much a verbal processor mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just like, I need the space to not be a verbal processor for a minute and inwardly process. And then, so coming back to then the end of my cycle routine is to find someone that I can sit down and then verbally process with. That's a good sad girl routine, but it's, it's it could be better. It, I'll work on <clears throat> There was no ice cream that was mentioned. Oh, sorry. I didn't. Oh, yes. Okay. Let's, so let's get detailed here. Okay. Yes. It definitely starts with, uh, it's usually a full day routine. Good. <laughs> so it starts with something not healthy for breakfast, a biscuit from somewhere. I don't know what. Um, then, uh, Actually, sometimes, a lot of times there's a movie involved. Like, I'll go to the movies, which, shocker, I know. Um, but no, there are good movie snacks, plenty of sugar, and the day always ends with ice cream. Oh, yes. Oreo what ice kind cream. Of, oh, okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. What brand? Um, Mayfield. Mm, wrong choice, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. You do not get to question or criticize my sad girl routine brand choices. No, I do, because no, there's don't. a better brand out there. What? Bluebell. I, see, I disagree. I am not on the Bluebell bandwagon okay, as much. you can be wrong. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I, really, the best thing is just like Mayfield vanilla ice cream with actual Oreos crunch stuff in it. That's it's the best. Not Bluebell. It's mm. fine. We can mm. agree to disagree. Yummy. Anyway, your sad girl routine. <laughs> uh, so it it always includes sleeping in. Mm. And when I say sleeping in, that's really only like seven thirty or eight. <laughs> I say, the older I've gotten, the earlier that is. I slept in till yeah, like eight the other day, and I was like, oh my. This was amazing. It was lovely. Um, <laughs> so it's sleeping in, mm-hmm. and then I, it, you know, it's a sad girl day when I'm wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, and the hood is up. Oh, the okay. hood is the key to understanding me. If the hood is up, we are in sad girl routine time, <laughs> or I just don't want to be messed with time. Uh, <laughs> I always make a big breakfast. Oh, okay. With mucho bacon. Gotcha. Because mucho bacon clog those arteries. <laughs> well, first of all, it's an artery, not an artery. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> no, it's definitely artery. Y'all, I can't talk. Yeah. You oh, run on frooms and you arteries. want your arteries clogged anyway. <laughs> uh, and then it's straight to the couch, mm. straight to the couch for movie time. Okay. And there's no real particular comfort movie. It's typically some sort of angry war movie or there has Julie to be thinks, huh? some violence um no nothing with a love story or anything like that <laughs> no happy no happy the happiness can be there like i'll go watch robots which is a hilarious animated movie <laughs> that everyone should go watch um, i haven't seen that in forever i haven't seen it in like four days straight up <laughs> me and my cousin watched it the other night uh and then we get into the, I have to leave the house to go get food because I'm not. No, What's no. What's funny is I'll cook in the morning and make a big breakfast. But the rest of the day, I'm like, no, forget that. That's just way too much energy after that. Yeah. yeah I, yeah. I will DoorDash. go. No, I don't, I don't DoorDash. 
I like to um, go somewhere because it gets me out of the house. Ah. So I will go get uh, one of my favorite foods. Right now, I'm addicted to uh, Huey Magoo's. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Uh, buffalo tenders. Phenomenal. Yeah. But I, this is where I get into my music rotation that <laughs> Bethany knows all too well. Oh, y- y'all. It starts with sad music. It is an extensive routine. It's, it's a process. Yeah. I am uh, very methodical in how I do things. And my music is one of those ways. I start with sad music, typically sad country music, because who who doesn't like a good sad country mm-hmm. song about my horse, my truck, my girl, my beer? I don't know. That's what like all country <laughs> songs are about when you boil them down yeah. anyway. Just different, uh, different melodies. Different iterations. Different yeah. melodies. Anyway, we go to that, but then we go to angry music. Mm-hmm. Because if I stay sad, I'm just going to go depressed. But angry right. starts to the climb back up to mm-hmm. motivation. So then we go to angry music, like angry classic rock or Christian rap or something like that. And then that brings me into motivation. And then motivation leads into uh, my hype music or uh-huh. my worship music. And then we're out of the funk. We <laughs> and, and then you're just out of it. Yep. But no matter what happens, I'm still going to end the day with Bluebell Ice Cream. <laughs> It's either consolation if you're still sad or a reward for not being sad anymore. Well, typically I eat it on my happy days too. Uh, it's just like if I could have it every day and it not be unhealthy, I would do that. So that is my beautiful sad girl routine. Okay. Uh, so what we want to do the rest of this episode now that we have rambled for <laughs> 10 minutes ten minutes about sad girl routines and me going the roundabout way to introducing myself. Uh, we want to take a couple of your questions. I know mm-hmm. this wasn't in our original show list, but again, it's one of those episodes where life's throwing us curveballs, so we're throwing you a curveball. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, a couple of fan-suggested yes. questions. We, we have three of those that we're yep. going to deal with. Again, it'll be shorter, but uh, pray for our energy levels. <laughs> yeah. Question number one. Okay, question number one. I'm going to condense it here. It was a little bit longer. So basically, uh, this girl is asking, like, how... How do you define, like, when you're talking to, multiple, like, let's say you're on an app and you're talking to several people and then you start, you've gone out with, maybe you've gone out with a couple of them, you're just talking, how do you narrow that down from the standpoint of, like, at what point does it become, quote, unquote, cheating, I guess you could say, or inappropriate? Like, it's it's gone from, oh, I'm just talking to a couple of people to now you feel like you're dating more than one person. Um, and we can talk about theoretical, we can talk about, like, personal Thought like here's what I do, here's what you do, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I, I would say like early stages, you got to define your terms. If uh-huh. you're just texting back and forth, whether it's you swap numbers at church or at some other event, and you're just casually talking, getting right. to know one another, or you're on an app and you're you've just now matched and you're going back and forth, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, where you start to get a little bit more exclusive is when you're starting to talk on the phone. Mm-hmm more consistently and you've gone on a date or two yeah um for me at that point i'm a big loyalty person anyway yeah but at that point i'm gonna draw the line and say okay uh i have some sort of even if it's a small amount of investment here right let me run this to its logical conclusion Mm -hmm. first and find out because at that point i feel like it's being unfair to myself and the other person uh one in the sense of if I'm talking to multiple people and going on dates with multiple people and something is progressing, then I'm not giving it the energy that it deserves to really see if there's something there. Yeah. Does that make it, sense? No, it does. And I think a couple of things I would say too is like if if it's something you feel like you don't want the other person to know, mm-hmm. um, if it's something you feel like you need to keep from them, 
Or if it's something where if they told you they were seeing other people or talking to other people, you would be offended, then it's really not okay for you at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think at whatever point it goes from casual get-to-know-you conversation to you're talking about the more of a romantic relationship and what do you think about bigger things, if you're getting to that place with someone, I don't know... or I don't think that that's an appropriate thing to foster with more than one person. Um, it's like, I don't know. I try to, we're in this weird, like online dating sphere where it's like, there's, it's like there's a whole other set of rules when in reality, I try to as much as possible say, okay, take it from that and bring it back to if you were in a room with a hundred people at a party or a hangout or a what hundred people is a lot. I realize, but there's a bunch of people. Um, and you were talking to this one guy, the conversation gets done, you go talk to someone else, you know, conversations get done, you move on, you talk to this person, you talk to that person. No one's concerned if that's going on. Mm-hmm. You're just getting to know people. You're in a room, you're talking. There's no ev- emotional investment or commitment or expectation with that. If you were telling me you were, you came to this event with three different people and you were having to run back and forth you came you know like in the movies when they the person gets themselves into this like mm-hmm. mix up and they show up they have two days so they they're with one and they have to run change clothes and show up with the other one and they're trying not to let them ever cross if that's more of the equivalent situation that's not okay it's kind of my <laughs> my initial thought yeah i it's definitely partially a conscience issue like yes. if you can feel Ooh, I probably shouldn't say anything about this because it's going to mm-hmm. make them mad, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your conscience telling you, hey, it's probably not cool anymore. Yep. Not okay. Yep. Um, I don't think there's a definitive timeline for it, but once you start to actually make a, an investment mm-hmm. into this, rather than just a, we're swapping texts back and yeah. forth and talking about things, I think now you're entering into a sphere where you're unfortunately in this weird stage called the not yet relationship or pre-relationship. Yeah. You've gone from talking but not to a relationship you're – that in between dating you're going on dates Uh, Um, yeah so there's not really a great term for that but at that point i think you're being unfair from the one standpoint of you're not giving it the energy that it deserves to find out what's going to happen um and then i think the other side of that you're not being fair to the other person because you're you're splitting your time away from them or they're splitting their time away from you yeah to give to someone else where it, it emotionally you get left feeling, okay, was I really valuable in the first place? Yeah. Like I'll give you an example. Went through this uh-huh. where I had gone on a couple of dates. We've been talking for a couple of weeks. I was like, okay, this, this could be something. Uh-huh. We seem to connect well. There's, it's headed in this direction. We were, we had already scheduled a third date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get a text out of the blue hey, long story short, I've also been seeing this person, been praying through and seeking counsel on uh, what's the best yeah. thing to do. Decided I think I'm going to, because it's not fair, going to stick to a relationship with this person, really admire you. And they handled it about as kindly as you can. Yeah. But I was taken back because I didn't know that. So I think that's one of those situations where there were it wasn't just a conversation. Uh-huh. Like there were multiple dates and talking about, I think, a little bit deeper things. And already had something else on the books. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's this bombshell. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
just on that part of it, it was kind of emotionally unfair because there was yeah. a little bit of an investment mm-hmm. already made. And then you're, you're going, whoa, what, what just happened? Yeah. So I think our way of answering that question is saying we don't have a specific time to it. Uh-huh. Um, I think you definitely need to judge according to where your conscience is at. But once you get out of the, we're just talking back and forth yeah. to we're dating and there seems to be something mm-hmm. more here, you need to back out of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, we will move on to the next question. Um, this one was a longer one again, so I'm going to condense. Um, she is asking about <clears throat> early on in a relationship, how do you know what things you should talk about and what should be kept private when it comes to when is the appropriate time to disclose different things? Um, do you so have a there's, timeline? There's a wisdom and a practicality in answering this. Um, yeah. Because fleshing out the question further, there seemed to be some inference when we read the entire thing towards not only the physical side of the relationship, but also sharing past uh-huh. on, on the physical yeah. side of relationships. Yeah. Um, again, wisdom, 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 wisdom. Yeah. I can't say that word enough. Because in this situation... So it is important to share, this is my past, Mm -hmm. this is what has happened, and these are the areas that I might have sinned in. Yeah. Um, But I'm more uh, a further down the road type Mm -hmm. of person. Now, I think it can be okay in the early outset if you're jumping into a relationship and you're, because there are some people that that say, if you have a history Mm -hmm. or a past, I'm just not interested Sure. There are those people out there. So you want to get those things out in the open. Right. But that's at a very... But that's a very high broad, level. High broad. level. I was say broad. I didn't want to say vague, but yeah, a very broad level. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's fine. I think, yeah, the, the longer it goes, I think there's... I think there's a time definitely for those conversations. Um, I know some people say, well, you shouldn't talk about that stuff until you're engaged. I don't know that I agree with that though either. I think it's no. Once you're moving towards that, you you have established that. I don't know. You can you get to a place where it's like okay, unless something comes up, this is where we're headed. You know that's where it's going. Um, at that point, it's like okay, maybe go into more detail. But I I don't know how to really describe what I'm about to say, other than <laughs> saying like uh, think of it categorically of very. Early on in the relationship, uh-huh. you, you want to share very high level. Like right. that, that would be category one for uh-huh. me. Very high level. Uh, this is this is my past. This is my history in these yeah. areas. Again, just details excluded. Yes. One thing – yeah, details excluded. Because I was say one thing I would say is you don't – especially if there are sins involved or big mm-hmm. things like that, you don't downplay it. No. But I think it's fine to say, here's a high level what happened. There's more detail that I'm glad to share at an appropriate time later. Mm-hmm. But give it the gravity and the weight that it deserves, not brush it aside as no big deal. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because it is. I mean, sin is sin. Let's right. just call it what it is. And, and past sins, though forgiven under the grace of Jesus Christ, we, we still have the scars. From that. And there's, con- I mean, there are yeah. some, those are some far further reaching consequences to sin mm-hmm. that we don't, we don't always think about, but yeah. 
and and that brings me into like kind of the second category mm-hmm. of once once you get established in a relationship and you can tell it's starting to become more serious, yeah. I would say circle back to that conversation mm-hmm. and then come down from the higher level. Yeah. Again, not super detailed, mm-hmm. but laying it out a little bit more and saying, okay, this is this is where I'm at, mm-hmm. uh, and this is the failures that I've had in X, Y, and Z. Uh, this is what the Lord has done in those areas. Yeah. And you, Lord willing, you want to be in the, this is what the Lord's done in those areas rather than a, yeah. this is what I have struggled with and I currently struggle with and I'm do. not doing anything about. Yeah. That's what I was going to, I was about to say. Okay. Also, if you were on the receiving end of this conversation and you're ta- at that point of here's where I was, here's what happened, here's all the stuff. I would encourage you to, you're hearing the put off. This is mm-hmm. what I'm not, but look for the put on. Yeah. L- look for that. Here's what I'm doing. Here's what the Lord has shown me. Here's the actions I'm taking mm-hmm. so that these aren't problems again. All of that. Um, because putting off without the putting on is also not really, I don't know. It's not sustainable. Well, you can't, you can't actually genuinely put off without putting on. True. Good point. Um, I mean, that is not a possibility or a reality. Yeah. Um, you have to put off in order to put on. Mm-hmm. You have to repent. And repentance, only half of the equation is the confession. Yes. The other half of the equation is a literal turning from mm-hmm. what you have done to pursuing Christ and obedience to him. So yeah. you do look for those patterns of repentance and obedience and putting off and putting on in like that category two of where you're getting into the more detailed nitty-gritty but still not super detailed. Uh-huh. Once you're engaged, I think you really have to lay it all out there. Mm-hmm. Still in a wise way about sharing details because yeah. you don't want to cause someone else to sin. Um, but when I say details, I mean, I, you, yeah, I'm not I, talking about every single I kind of like, I wasn't, um, I was thinking, I wasn't But in, in engagement, you're going to work through these things more than likely in premarital. It's just yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Um, so... That be prepared for those conversations right. be had in premarital, but you are slowly working down from that higher mm-hmm. level into more detailed. But if you're just in the early early stages of a relationship, or uh, you're in a more serious relationship, uh-huh. and you're starting to talk about well, what the the secret, more intimate details, you have to remember categorically in mm-hmm. the Bible, dating is not real. Yeah. Um, that is something that we as humans have created as a process of getting to know one another in pursuit of marriage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we have created in the last 100 years. I, it's not even a long time. I, mean, I think Piper and MacArthur and all of those have called it the, the not yet married mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, where you're in this weird season of where you're not married. So mm-hmm. in terms of physical intimacy and, and both in how you interact with one another and what you say to one another and what you share with one another, you need to lean on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. It's not a game of let's see how close I can get to this line without crossing it. Uh-huh. It's let's see how far away I can stay from that line yeah. because my ultimate end, according to 1 Corinthians ten thirty one, is to glorify God in mm-hmm. all things. So I would say your bent should not be towards what can I share that's not too far. Right. Your bent should be towards how can I care for my brother and sister in Christ and ultimately how can I glorify the Lord's name most in yeah. what you say. Mm-hmm. No, I think so too. And I think, yeah, 
I would agree that generally the best way to do that is to start sooner rather than later with the broader and the the more the less detailed and work your way down from there mm-hmm. um that is going to serve you better i can't think of a time it wouldn't than if you just wait and drop a bombshell in effect once you're already serious and it's like oh well i didn't i didn't want to say this too soon i don't know it's better for them to know hey this thing is here it is serious it is big and then you fill in that later mm-hmm. than to not even know it's there yeah so yeah, I mean, you want to know those things. Right. And you don't want to get into an, an engagement or deeper in a relationship and start uncovering all these things and almost feel like you're stuck, which right. if you're engaged, you're not. Um, but there is almost that feeling. Yeah, right. And, and we definitely don't want it to be a situation where you get into a marriage relationship yeah. and all of a sudden these things start coming out. So you want to deal with them now. Right. But you do so in a way that is both wise, loving towards your brother and sister in Christ, and also, most importantly, most honoring and glorifying yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. Um, I agree. Okay. Have we covered Last, that one, you think? Last, but certainly okay. not least. Last question. This one comes from one of our male listeners out there. So he says... <clears throat> Mail time. <laughs> he says, I'm a man who sometimes asks women out. Good. I, he Good says, start. <laughs> Uh, he says, I can cope with rejection well enough and would generally rather have the clarity of a no than the unclarity of not knowing. But I worry that in some circumstances I might come across as creepy. What do, like, so what should I, he says, what do I need to do to make sure that even if someone says no, they're not thinking that I'm creepy. And I feel like this probably, this, this comes into play more when it's, a girl that you then have to still interact with, mm-hmm. you know, not just some random person on an app, but maybe someone at your church or at your school or whatever that you're then going to have to see in class or see at church on Sunday or whatever every week. Um, we'll start with your, your first piece of advice. My first piece of advice. Uh-huh. What'd you say earlier? Right off the bat. My first thing would be, if you don't want to be taken as creepy, don't be creepy. Good start. Which I realize, and I don't think this person is being creepy. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I realize that's uh, answering the question with, with the question or defining a word with the word, basically. But, um, yeah, don't just think it through. Don't be creepy. And I don't know. I think we sometimes – or I th- I, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not a guy. Um, Good. I think sometimes guys take the no or take the rejection to mean – there is something quote unquote wrong with them when it's not always the case. Is that how rejection is always seen? I wouldn't say always. Okay. Um, I think there's extenuating circumstances to that. Like uh-huh. if, if it, if they seemingly were reciprocating mm-hmm. in the interest and then all of a sudden they say no. Yeah. It's like, okay, uh, something's not adding up here. Yeah. There must be something wrong with me. Um, or in what is said, mm-hmm. I'm just not interested in you that way. Yeah. Or, those type of very vague statements or generalizations that I think can lead to that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, it, it all depends on the delivery of the rejection. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and one thing to clarify from what this guy has said, there's nothing that makes me think he's being creepy. So all of this advice is not aimed at this specific situation. Mm-hmm. It's just a general, um, if you find yourself in this situation, this, these are some, th- I guess for me, it's almost, these are things that would be seen as creepy. So don't do them. One of them being, if you get the clarity of the no, mm-hmm. 
accept it. Yeah. If you either still try to talk the girl into it, if you keep flirting, keep pursuing, keep whatever, ask her out again, still act like you like her. From the female perspective, that gets really uncomfortable really mm-hmm. quickly. And that will be seen as, okay, this is just creepy. Stop. So that would be my first thing that I, I would say. I call that hovering. Okay, yeah. Don't hover. Don't don't hover. And yeah. as guys, we gravitate towards those people we're interested in. Mm-hmm. We just do. And if there was a female we were interested in, we're going to make sure we can get in the conversation where she is or be uh-huh. around her. And if you got to no, know, don't yeah. hover in those areas. Yeah. Don't. Don't just sit here and go, well, if I can stick around, maybe I can wear her down. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Okay. A no is a no. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that it's a no forever, but what you do next will inform if it's a no forever. Uh-huh. If you hover. if um, It will quickly become that. <laughs> if you continue to try and initiate mm-hmm. one-on-one conversations, whether through the phone or in person, and clearly they're not sending you signals that they're interested in that, yeah, you're going to push them even further away. And... Because I don't know if you, if, if guys know this, mm-hmm. um, girls talk. And, and if one girl <laughs> who has been asked out said no, guy still hovers and is really pushing it, uh-huh. it's going to get out there. Yeah, because she's going to be saying, oh my word, don't leave me alone. Stay with me at the next thing. Don't, yeah. And then, sir, you're shutting down all of your chances with anyone else in the church. Exactly. So don't hover, Mm-mm. don't linger. If she said no, she said no. Yeah. The best thing that you can do is be the best friend, not a best friend, Uh but the best friend Uh you can be while respecting Mm -hmm. godly boundaries as her brother in Christ. Yeah. You treat her the same way you would treat any other sister Mm -hmm. in Christ. Now, if you have this bent towards what you would call as you're just a really friendly person and you give too much attention to all females mm-hmm. and you are giving hugs to all females you don't have boundaries that's also creepy <laughs> um, so establish those boundaries uh-huh. now me personally i would never want to give any inclination of interest if it wasn't there uh, when someone senses that i'm interested in mm-hmm. them with the way that i'm interacting it's because i'm interacting with them differently mm-hmm. intentionally and I want them to know that. Mm-hmm. But if they say no, we revert right back where it was, where I am treating them the same as I would treat any other sister in Yeah, Christ. and that's I, two things I was going to say. One is you, you talked about yet, yeah, it might not be a no forever, but once you get that no, you treat it like a no forever until something changes. And I think the ball is in the girl's court to let you know that something changed. Mm -hmm. And it may not look like her coming back and telling you, okay, I want you to ask me out again. It might, but she will start letting you know, it will be a different interaction. And even at that point, I would say, get confirmation from someone else. One, just one of your friends of, Hey, it seems like so-and-so is really, maybe she's flirting a little. She seems interested. It seems different. Can you watch and let me know? And then once you have that conversation, I think it is confirmation. I do think maybe it's fine to go back and say, hey, no pressure at all. Things seem to have changed, though. Mm -hmm. Are you still at the same place you were? Things, things, like, they seem to have changed because of this thing, this thing, and this thing. Yeah, tangible evidence. Have, you know, your, yeah, your evidence. And say, if it hasn't, that's fine. But if it is, I would still be open to 
getting to know you better. And I would say evidence not to justify your position that you were right originally, but evidence of understanding. Exactly. Help me understand. Yeah. Make yeah, sure yeah, I'm yeah. seeing this correctly. And uh-huh. If I'm not, I want to I want to do the best yeah. I can to be on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the the one other thing I was going to say too is you, you know you were talking about girls talk. Um they they're not going to talk about oh my word so and so asked me out can you believe it. It's when the hovering comes into mm-hmm. play that then it's going to spread oh my word he won't leave me alone. Yeah. Um on the flip side, guys, if you ask a girl out and she has kindly politely appropriately rejected that and said no if you go talk about her when she, when it was handled as well as it could be it was just a simple no that's going to also kind of mm-hmm. uh at the outset either party just talking about it because someone asked you out and because you said no on either side that's not an appropriate way of dealing with that no if it's a no it's um, a no and move on yeah yeah, and if she asks you out and you're not interested, it's fine. You just say no and you move on. It's not something that needs to be spread around. Yeah, and the only other thing I would say with that, going back to your point on if you circle back and eventually mm-hmm. you can tell she's interested, you'll notice, or at least this is something I've noticed, mm-hmm. that women really do stick together. Uh-huh. And if suddenly <laughs> you're getting more attention outside of the sticking together group, mm-hmm. that's a pretty or good telltale sign. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if she's moving towards you mm-hmm. and all of a sudden giving you that attention. Yep. So um, I remember that you're dealing with sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't want to be creepy to a 60-year-old woman in the church that <laughs> yeah. uh, has been married for 40 years. Same thing. Don't be creepy to appear. So we're right. back to my original advice. Just don't, don't be, be creepy. creepy. <laughs> okay, guys, that was the last of the questions, and we have made it past 30 minutes. Hey, so that's pretty good for We us did right good now. for today. So, guys, we are going to leave it there. We will be back next week with another Lord episode. Willing. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for um, thank you for just putting up with us. This season has gotten off to a little bit of a unconventional start, a little bumpy start. We're kind of all over the place. We had technical issues the first week, and now this. So just we appreciate you. Thank you for your patience. We will talk to you next week. Uh, Until then, though, I'm Bethany. And I'm Dalton. And this is Looking for the Middle.